Welcome back to Important Library Stuff, a podcast where library staff share the inside scoop on all the stuff that happens at Prince William Public Libraries. And trust us, it's a lot of stuff. I'm your host, Emily Bickers, media specialist from the Office of Communications and Marketing, and I will be joined each episode by fellow staff members who know a lot more on each episode's topic than I do, which for this episode covers our Reading to Dogs programs. So without further ado, let's learn together from the experts. Amanda from Central Library, who runs the Reading to Dogs program there. Hello. And Becky, a volunteer from Manassas Therapy Dogs. Hello. Who I am pleased to share is joined by her dog and volunteer Reading to Dogs listener, Chewy. (laughs) Before we get started, can you describe Chewy for our listeners so they have a nice image to hold on to? Sure. So Chewy is an 11-year-old male greyhound. He's about 80 pounds. Um, he's pretty tall and skinny. He could eat food right off of your kitchen table without even trying, having to get up. Uh, but he wouldn't, of course, unless it was something real special. But he's really chill. He loves to um, just lay around and nap and listen to stories and get petted. That is a good life. Yeah. <laughs> Can you both introduce yourselves by sharing three books you love? I'm a big John Steinbeck fan, so East of Eden is a favorite of mine. Also, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Truman Capote. And I'm also a big Tennessee Williams fan, so like things nice. like Glass Menagerie, like huge variety of stuff. One of my favorite books of all time is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. I've kind of lost track of how many times I've read it since I first read it in high school. <laughs> And I also give full credit to Anne Rice's entire series for, me, for getting me out of my reluctant reader phase. And um, another favorite is a YA novel that's about 20 or so years old called The Secret Fruit of Peter Paddington. And it's by uh, Brian Francis. It is a bit obscure these days, but it's just one of the best books ever. Like I start cracking up on the first page. I haven't read that. I'll have to add it to my list. What is the Reading to Dogs program? Dogs come to the library or to schools, other, other places, um, and just lay around and listen to kids read to them. The advantage is that dogs are not judgmental. Hopefully kids are able to come and read without like that anxiety of, is someone going to correct me? Is someone judging how well I read? Like, dogs don't judge. And it just also kind of gets people to come in and want to read more because the more you can read better you get at it I think it's a fun way of attracting people to the concept of reading yeah I totally agree I think it's more of a relaxed situation so if a kid is nervous about reading or even just like reading aloud or speaking Mm -hmm. aloud Mm -hmm. having like the just kind of relaxed energy of a therapy dog makes a huge difference for them and it's exciting, right? Like, because you come to the library, and then you're like, oh, there's a dog in the library today. How cool. Because you don't ex- necessarily expect to see them in the library. So when they're here, it's like, oh, how exciting. Ever had any instances where, like, people come in not knowing it was going on and suddenly stay lit for the whole program? Oh, yes. Yeah. All the time. Yes. I feel like that's, like, that pure moment of surprise and joy. Mm-hmm. Someone's walking through, and they're like, there's a dog! Yes. Oh, my gosh. Or, yeah, you see a lot of pointing all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's a dog right there. There's a dog right there. And especially when we have, like, our larger ones come through. So it's so it's a dog like Chewy or even, like, our Chinook, the Newfie, who is a even bigger 
than Newfoundlands usually are. So he's just <laughs> sitting there, and you just see this kind of little wo big woolly mammoth looking at you, and you're just and people just oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because a lot of the people don't see dogs like that all the time. <laughs> so when they do, it's and then it's in their library unexpectedly. And it's happened a couple times now that we have reading to dogs on like passport nights. So when we're super busy, people will kind of be like, oh, there's dogs here. How nice. Like what a nice thing to wait and see. Who is the target age for the program? I know everyone, everyone of all ages enjoys the dogs. Oh, yeah. Um, it's marketed to K through five. But we do get younger and older, of course. And they're more than welcome to be there. I've said before, like I've, I've, when I've had parents come through with their kids, even just the act of turning the pages or looking through it, the pictures and telling the dog about what they're seeing is a stage of literacy. And just being able to meet a dog too. I think there are a lot of kids and families out there who just don't see them all the time. So it's nice for them to be able to get like that positive interaction. It's become all ages. I know like our teens love when they're here during the summer. I've experienced some parents that the kids don't want to read, but the parents are, are mm -hmm. so excited. And she's like, can I read even though my kid doesn't want to? And I'm like, sure, why not? Literally, this lady goes, gets a book and oh. is, is reading it to Chewy. That's so and cute. it's like, well, that's a great stress reliever for adults, too. Yeah. If that's the thing that's like the highlight of your day, makes you happy, calms mm -hmm. you down, go for yeah. it. There's like a science somewhere about like petting a dog like for X amount of time or like it that that like releases happy. What is that called? Endorphins. Endorphins. Yes. I was like, wait, I learned this from Legally Blonde. What is it? Endorphins. Okay. It makes yes. you happy. Exactly. So on that note, you've already mentioned a couple of them. Any any fun or sweet memories from reading to dogs jump out at you? There have been so many like little miracle kind of moments where you just you know, your heart is warm by what you're watching and the kids are having a great time. The dogs are having a great time. But I know a couple years ago, it was just before the pandemic, um, we were reading here and there was a little boy that had some sort of like a, a speech impediment and he just read aloud, like in front of a group of kids to Chewy and everyone was just in awe of his bravery to get up there and do it without fear of judgment. And everyone sat there in complete silence, just letting him sound out the words, letting him go through it. It was just beautiful to see not just him have a good experience, but the community around him rally for him too. I kind of think, am I, I'm thinking if I remember that yeah. actually. Um, That's so precious. It was, yeah. it was just like one of those moments where you're just like, you feel warm right. inside, warm and fuzzy. Like, mm -hmm. wow, this is why we're doing the work we're doing. Um, and it really, it's about making sure that the kids that, that you know, need more practice um, get that experience too. And so we've done some different libraries where there've been regulars that, you know, aren't the, the strongest readers. And I'm glad we get to do that because every time they do decide to come in, it's building those skills. One that I think of a lot, there was this little guy reading, I think he was reading like Thomas or something. And sitting next to a dog, and this little boy came up to him and just sat right down and like was like looking over his shoulder and like listening to him read. They'd never met each other before, but this little dude was yeah. like, 
there's a dog and a story and a blanket to sit on. And he just sat there. And, like, you would think the way that they were kind of cuddled together that they were friends. But, no, these two little dudes had never met before. It was the cutest thing ever. And um, I have had parents say things to me like, you know, this has really helped. Or he's, you know, been really bashful or things like that. And talking about them making making a difference. So it's nice to hear that in feedback because I've read plenty of articles about the actual psychological benefits and the academic benefits for children. But it's just, it is nice to hear it directly from somebody. And we do get people who are like, like we've talked about who don't really want to be there for necessarily for reading, but they like the dogs. So every now and then we get people who like, maybe their dog just passed away and they just want somebody, something, you know, they just want to kind of like pet another animal. And so that's always like, I don't know. That's kind of nice because we've all been there and we know how horrible it feels. So knowing that they can at least like get that little bit of respite is is really nice. Or maybe they moved or they have a situation where they can't have a dog. So like this is a really good thing for them. So I know you were describing a little bit about how respectful Chewy is of food on the table. <laughs> What's the personality like of dogs that tend to volunteer? Is it also being sweet and chill? It's it's a lot about being chill. And um, you can register a therapy dog through different organizations. They all have different criteria. Um, but the main thing is that they're, you could call them a good citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're here on the invitation of whatever the facility is. We, uh, our organization does come with insurance um, along with the certification that, um, you know, both me and my background has been checked and Chewy's personality has been assessed. We've been assessed as a team. But you're looking for like a calm dog that's not going to knock someone over, jump up and knock someone over. You're looking for a dog that's not going to be a menace wherever you are. It's not going to come in yapping and disturbing everyone in the library. Um, (laughs) It's not going to pee on things, you know, chew on things, those kind of things. It's not going to uh, cause anyone to have a negative experience. (laughs) And any dog breed can um, be registered through our group. It's one year or older. We do have some dogs that are a little more hyper, you know, a little more like... Um, you know, that golden retriever personality where it's like, you know, wiggle butt Mm. and all of that. And then we have some that are like super chill, but dogs anywhere from like a two or three pound dog we've had in our group, Mm. a little tiny teacup um, poodle all the way up to, yeah, Newfoundland's bigger, dogs bigger than Chewy. Mm -hmm. Um, But this whole time that we've been talking, Chewy's been sitting on his pillow just chilling. And and so this is like the right venue for him. And that's the other thing, too, is that we as um, the handlers need to pick and choose our venues that we go visit based on what we know the dog's personality is. And we also have to advocate because they can't talk. So they can't tell us when they're just tired and done with a visit or something is over the line. It's knowing your dog and their limits and what they like to do. So we have another greyhound, very similar in size and everything. He loves going to nursing homes, but he would not have the attention span for sitting here and reading with kids. He's got the attention span of a flea. He really does. But he loves going room to room, getting 30 seconds of petting, and he's ready to move on. That's so funny. All right, next. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, 
people. Right. Next, next, next. I think all of them have this rule now is like they're not supposed to be no smooching. Yeah. One of our therapy dogs that's come in, they're trying to teach her not to do that. So she got like right in my lap and instead of like licking my face, she was just like rubbing her lip. <laughs> and it was just, it was just this little velvety lips and it was the cutest thing ever. I was just like, I love this. She's though. like, I'm following the rules. <laughs> yeah. Even though I really don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just being just a good citizen thing yeah. is a great way to explain it. But there is a test involved. It's not, um, it's not just printing off a piece of paper on the internet. Right, and it's a test about being around other dogs, too. And wheelchairs and loud Mm -hmm. noises and things that are unexpected and you wouldn't experience in the home, but you Mm -hmm. might experience when you're out visiting a hospital or school. Yeah, right. Does their personality change when the therapy collar or therapy vest comes off? Absolutely. It's a total (laughs) change. He knows he's working. When Aww. he's got his he's collar on, on, he knows he's on the clock. He's very well behaved around other dogs. Um, he knows to ignore them because that's also part of the the training. And just he knows what he's here for. He when we pull up to the library, he starts whining because he recognizes the building. He knows what's happening, but he knew from the moment that he we put the collar on him that this is oh boy, this is what we're doing today. Um, at home, just a normal, happy dog. He runs mm-hmm. zoomies during the day. He likes to play with his um, honky ball. So he's got a <laughs> tennis, a little bigger than a tennis ball, and it squeaks, and he just honks it and walks around the house. He loves to run. Um, he loves to play with, with toys, stu- like a lot of stuffed to- animal toys are his favorites. And he does like to defend the house and bark at dogs that walk by. So nice. it's clear that he knows like when he's on and when he's off from the therapy dog work. <laughs> How long have you been with Manassas Therapy Dogs and why did you choose to volunteer? We've been members since 2017. Um, we had to have known Chewy for at least six months in order to run the testing. That's also part of our organization. And... Um, I actually did therapy dog work with my golden retriever when I was growing up, when I was a teenager. And uh, they didn't have this organization, the the Alliance of Therapy Dogs, um, but they had other organizations. And I just loved being able to take my dog somewhere and do something that made people smile. And so when we moved here and we saw this reading program kind of thing at the libraries, like... I was like, that is an amazing opportunity. And if the personality fits, we totally want to get involved. So we primarily are over at the Haymarket Library right now, but we've done Bull Run, we've done Central Library, we've done um, Noakesville, sometimes subbing for the regular there. Like It's one of, I think, our favorites because kids just light up when they see the dogs. You know, it's, uh, it's so fun to do, and I think it leaves a lasting impression a positive impression with kids about reading. That's such a special yeah. thing. Have you noticed Chewy's IQ go up as he has been absorbing all this <laughs> literature? Oh, yeah. He's become a, like the Renaissance man. He just loves all different topics. Um, you know, he's he's read some, or heard a bunch of nonfiction books, too. Um, there was one kid that came by and was, like, reading, like, the history of, like, the atomic bomb or something and how all this That's like awesome. very like intense, you know, modern physics and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, 
who knows? He could become a professor soon in physics. Uh, but, you know, we've learned a lot of drama, you know, some young adult <laughs> books that are just filled with all kinds of interesting drama. Oh, yeah. He's here for it, but he's also here for anything that, that involves, like, a cat. Oh, that's good He's, he's very interested in cats. Um, anything that has dogs, you know, he has that kindred spirit feel about those books. Um, but, yeah, definitely, I think it enrich, enriches him. Any other fun places you and Chewie have visited? The nursing homes that we go visit are always a joy, especially on holidays, that we can bring a little bit of, you know, levity to people that are stuck there being rehabbed or they don't have family nearby that we can just, like, bring a little joy on Christmas and New Year's and Valentine's Day. And um, our dogs have usually holiday-coordinating ties that they wear, so they come in their formal wear, and I think that makes people feel really good, too. It's like, Chewie dressed up for you, and he's wearing his Valentine's tie. How does that make you feel? And they're like, oh, he's my Valentine, isn't he? I'm like, yes, he is. He's a total heartthrob. He is. (laughs) He's handsome. What is your own background like with reading? Did you read early on, or did it take some time? I think I was always really into reading, um... Things like, you know, Goosebumps books, uh, Sweet Valley Twins, Sweet Valley High. I, I read a lot of those uh, kind of series. Um, I mean, who doesn't love Dr. Seuss? I think there's something totally fun about that. I was a very, very reluctant reader, which is hilarious as things have turned out because <laughs> two English degrees and I'm a librarian now. And I'm, like as a kid, I was just like, no. It took me a while to find things that would stick and to keep my attention. And I'm also a very slow reader. Definitely wasn't reading to the public. Once I was a teenager, I started finding things that I liked and that I could respond to since I was always really intense about the music that I loved. So, like, I wanted to read the rock star, like, memoirs. So. And then but, you had Anne Rice. Yes. For me, it was really just about finding things that I enjoyed and that I could care about. And I think that's really what makes it makes people readers or not readers is they just haven't found something that they're that they like and that they're comfortable with and that they and there's this this expectation that you're a really good reader or you're a fast reader or this or that and it's like no if I had known that this program existed like when I was a kid would I have come to it absolutely because I was that I was obsessed with dogs even from a very small age I think I would have probably done like some kids do, where they come for a few months and then they decide that they want to join in, which is also fine. Oh, kind of watching in the wings. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. Kind of yeah. like assessing the situation. Fair. Yeah. That's totally fine. Like kids do that all the time with dogs or anything. And I'm like, that's cool. This is still, this still counts. Like sometimes you just got to size it up and kind of take the temperature before you do it. So it's cool. My mom probably would have really liked this program because she's like, here's your dog fix. Like, right. come see a dog once a month, so I yes. don't need to get you your own dog. But, yes. um, I mean, I don't, I think it's intimidating no matter what. To, oh, sure. to read yeah. aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you are a good reader, whatever that means. Oh, or I a know. fast reader. Yeah, whatever, exactly. You know, I think it's always, to some extent, just like, intimidating to do anything in front of people yes it takes a lot of practice and getting used to I don't think I always tease people and say I didn't start and joke well I'm serious but 
I have joked before that I didn't start talking till I was 23. <laughs> and I'm like, it's kind of true, yeah. though. So that's a lot of time yeah. to make up for and a lot of, like, public speaking yeah. that you have to get through. <laughs> yeah, I was real quiet, too. Kind of just, like, speak only when asked. Yeah. Yeah. I was very, yeah, even as a kid, I just did not talk very much. Unless, like, in elementary school, it's like, ask me about the Backstreet Boys, and I would tell you. But <laughs> other than, or Brittany, but, like, even then, I was, like, I was just super shy. Okay, since Chewie is our first canine guest, I have some questions just for him. Becky, you can feel free to interpret if you'd like. You know, you, you, you <laughs> yes, yes, someone needs to be the, uh, the translator. woof, woof, interpret. Exactly. Trans- yeah. Okay, Chewie, what is your favorite book genre to listen to? Oh. I think he... He likes um, Dr. Seuss. Okay. It's probably his favorite. But he's also a big fan of, like, Go Dog Go. Oh, yeah. Um, Pete the Cat books. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, because of the cat. And he likes Elephant and Piggy. Okay. He's a big fan of a lot of those kind Classics. of. Yeah, I think so. The new classic And trendy, too. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. That, that one's he's a modern classic. The, mm-hmm. the more modern mm-hmm. books, yeah. Chewie's got his... His, his paw on the zeitgeist. That's what that is. Chewie, what would be the title of your autobiography? Um, running to the couch for a nap. Because <laughs> uh, he, he loves to run, but he loves napping even more. So that is a nice combination. Yeah, yeah. Who was your favorite literary dog? That is so a tough one. Ones. There's there are a lot of good ones. Um, I would actually say Max the dog from The Grinch. Ooh, oh, very he's so much cute. fits his personality. Yeah. Kind of looks like Chewie, you yeah. know, brown, yeah. but Chewie's got stripes. And I feel like um, the dynamic between the two dogs that we have, it's often that Finnegan plays the role of the Grinch. <laughs> And the Chewy plays the role of Max, kind of like, oh. okay, I'll go along with this, you know, That's whatever so semi evil plan. I'll wear the antler. <laughs> yeah, he'll wear Aww. the antler and go along for the ride. Um, and Finnegan's kind of the one driving the sleigh. So there are a lot of instances of greyhounds in literature. Mm-hmm. Throughout time. So Greyhound is the only uh, breed specifically mentioned in the Bible. It was also mentioned in Homer's The Odyssey. Yep. There was a Greyhound. Um, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. And Shakespeare's Henry V also has a Greyhound mentioned. So there's like a ton of places in which, you know, classic literature has mentioned his breed. So he's proud of those, of course. There is a U.S. president who owned a Greyhound. So Rutherford B. Hayes owned a Greyhound named Grimm. And there is a photo, though it's a blurry photo, because <laughs> Grim didn't want to sit still. He was probably running to his couch during the photo. So, Chewy, last question for you. What is your favorite thing about being part of the program? He loves the pets. He likes the treats. <laughs> he actually kind of looks yeah. like he's listening right he now. He is too. listening. He's like, he is listening. Like he's, he's contemplating. Like, he's like, Becky, what are you saying on my behalf? Are you interpreting this right? I better get it right. But yes, he loves the pets. Um, the fame. He's, he's into the treats, and he's also into the fame a little bit. <laughs> the glory. He um, he gives out stickers to the kids with a picture of his face saying, "I read Chewy." That's amazing. Every, every kid gets an opportunity to take home a sticker, 
And it also reminds them of his uh, Facebook page, Chewy the Therapy Greyhound, where he tries to, not always successfully lately, but update people as to where he's going to be and mm-hmm. when he's going to be there so that people can can follow along and can come to his events and be reminded. So And they have great costumes and dress up. They and- they do a lot of things for holidays. They try to celebrate like May May the 4th. They do a lot of Star Wars stuff cuz his name right. Chewie uh, is is based off of Chewbacca. Um, though his full name is Moon Mountain Choo Choo. Wow. <laughs> that was his racing name. Um, but Yes, he he is very into the different holidays and supporting a lot of literacy and different events where he can do that. And, you know, he, he really likes it when kids read um, a, a Greyhound, a, gr- a Groundhog. Yes, that's a, yes. Yeah, that's a really fun book. Is a fun book and a tongue twister at times mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so. kids always laugh when I read that one because it's like you just can't not mess up when you read it. Yeah, it's so like another good one to just hog, a down, yeah, a brown dog. Huh? Another good yeah. one for just reading aloud because like it's good for kids to see you mess up yeah. as an adult. <laughs> we all mess up. We all get yes. tongue tied. Yes. Do you have any words of encouragement for kids nervous to read to dogs? Just, just try it. Just yeah. do it. I mean. Um, Dogs can't talk, so they're not going to judge you. They love yeah. you. They love you for who you are, and they love you for trying. Mm-hmm. That's really who they dogs are as their own personality. They right. try to please us as humans, and they give it their best try, and sometimes they fail. <laughs> you know, uh, every once in a while, Chewy sneaks something off the counter, but uh, it's rare. He may have taken a chocolate chip cookie a few years ago off my nightstand, but that's part of being human is uh, accepting that we're going to fail sometimes. So come and try reading and read at the pace that works for you. Chewy's so chill, he's got all day. So if it takes all day for you to finish that book, he's still here Mm -hmm. and he's still listening. Yeah. I would say um, also it's, it's okay to be nervous. It's a very human emotion and feeling to be nervous. Um, we offer this program at all, almost all of the libraries I do it. So they could always, you know, hop around and see what it's like for a little bit. See if there's a different vibe at one branch that you feel better about. Um, they want to just see the dog and pet them also okay. Um if they, like I mentioned, there are always a few kids that will take a second to warm up and that's fine. Like you're, it's all okay. Um, you can just kind of go at your own pace and nobody's, nobody's judging. Um, the dogs are going to be happy to see you no matter what. Before we go, I wanted to plug our online events calendar where folks can see all the programs that Prince William Public Libraries has to offer. Besides finding out when and where all our Reading to Dogs programs are happening, you can find story times, craft programs, and much, much more. Visit pwcva.gov library, click on library events, and you'll find the online calendar where you can register or learn more. I am going to see if Chewy will sing us a little song, a farewell song, no guarantees. We'll see if he's in the mood. Thank you, Chewy. That was so lovely. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you three so yeah. much. <laughs> thank you for having us. 
I will close us out with a quote from the book reference in the episode title, Lassie Come Home by Eric Knight. I don't want another dog. Never. I only want Lassie. Thanks for listening and join us for the next episode of Important Library Stuff.